The book is here. The book is here, my friend. I'm so excited to announce that my new book, my first book, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream, is officially available for pre-order. Oh my gosh, such an exciting moment. And I'm so grateful that you are hearing this because it means that you can go pre-order and get some of my really dope bonuses. Now, I love to incentivize people to take action fast because momentum begets momentum. So I want you to go and pre-order. And when you do, head on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and put in your order information so you can get the bonuses for pre-ordering. The bonuses are amazing. First, immediately you're going to get the recording of me reading the introduction and the first chapter to the book. So you can listen to the intro in the first chapter before anybody else. And it's me reading it. So you're going to get a lot of different little behind the scenes nuggets. You'll also get a special invite to my very first Manifestation Masterclass virtual event. Now, this is a two-hour virtual event that I'm going to do where I it's the first time I've ever taught Manifestation in that kind of uh, atmosphere where it's a place where you can ask me questions and we're together on Zoom. It's going to be epic. So everybody that pre-orders is going to get an opportunity to join me for that Manifestation Masterclass. So I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for you to get the book in your hands and for you to get those amazing bonuses. So go on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and order your book wherever you want to order it from, but put that order number into the website so you can get the bonuses. Go do it. I dare you. Can't wait to hear what you think. I want you to get into the practice and the habit of setting commitments and sticking to them because the more that you set commitments and stick to them, the more your brain is going to understand that you can trust yourself to follow through when things get hard. The more you stick to the commitments you make with yourself, the more confident you become because confidence is simply self-trust. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Many of you know, some of you don't, that I do get ready with me every single morning, Monday through Friday. And what that is, is an Instagram live where I answer all of your questions live on Instagram while I put my makeup on. I've gotten lots of DMs from you guys that are on the Pacific coast saying, oh my gosh, it's too early for me. I miss it every time. I'm so bummed. Where are the recordings? And we don't save the recordings. So per request, what we're going to do is take some of the best questions and answers from Get Ready With Me's and put them here on the podcast. So you can hear me answer questions about manifestation, marketing, mindset. We're going to pick all the most powerful questions and answers and put them here on the I Dare You podcast for you. So if you missed a Get Ready With Me, there's a really, really good chance that you're going to hear something that you needed listening to these episodes. So without further ado, here is a sneak peek of a Get Ready With Me. Keep in mind, by the way, if you hear some clanging in the background, it's probably because I'm putting my makeup on and sitting at my vanity while answering these questions. So just envision that and put yourself there and make believe that you are with us doing Get Ready With Me Q&A. I saw a really cool movie yesterday that I highly recommend. 
we don't watch movies very often, but I said to Chris, the one thing that I want to do on Mother's Day is I want to watch this one movie. And it was Air with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, all about Nike and how Nike signed Michael Jordan to be the face of the Air Jordan sneaker. And it was so good. It did not disappoint. And the reason I'm talking about it is because there were so many lessons mindset lessons, life lessons, entrepreneurial lessons in this movie. If you are an entrepreneur or you're building something and you're taking a risk on something, I want you to watch this movie. There are so many takeaways. My biggest takeaway without like telling you the whole movie and just doing a movie review was belief. Like, I don't know about you, but it's very easy to lose belief when you just start getting lost in scrolling social media and looking at what everybody else is doing. And I think that that, when it comes down to it, I really believe that that's the reason that many of us get off track. It's the reason that I would get off track is if I start to go down the rabbit hole of comparing what I've got going on to other people, then I slowly but surely start to lose belief in what I believe in and what I know to be true. And I start to um, lose my intuition and my voice. And I start to think, oh, maybe it needs to be done this way, or it needs to be done this way. Or I don't really think I can do that because this person's already done it. Or, oh God, that's too hard to do because this person said that it's too hard to do. And when you stop staying in your own lane and you start looking in all the different directions, you start to lose belief. Now in this movie, Matt Damon's character, he played this guy named Sonny, who's the guy that like really thought of the idea to make Michael Jordan the athlete that they bet on. What I didn't know about this story is I always thought that Nike signed Michael Jordan once he was already famous. Like he was the greatest basketball player of all time. So Nike decided to sign him. That's not how it worked. Nike took a massive, massive risk signing Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was just getting out of college and about to play in the NBA. And nobody knew if he was going to be any good. In fact, nobody really thought that he was going to be any good. He was like, okay, he wasn't the greatest of all time yet. And Nike was known as a running shoe. They weren't known as a basketball shoe yet. And their whole goal was to dominate the basketball space. So there was a lot riding on the fact that they picked a great athlete to represent Nike for basketball. And this guy, Sonny, just believed that Michael Jordan would be the best in the world. Nobody else did. Nobody else knew that he would be the best in the world. It was a massive risk. And he had to convince Phil Knight and the rest of the whole company at Nike that they needed to take all of their budget, their entire budget of $250,000, which they were going to split about amongst four different athletes to have better to have a better bet, right? Like when you when you split the budget amongst four athletes, there's a, a bigger chance that one of those athletes will take off. Sonny was like, I know that Michael Jordan's gonna be the greatest of all time. I just believe it in my heart. There was no real, other than like watching him and saying that he was good, There, no one was really obsessed with Michael Jordan yet. But he was like, he's gonna be the best. We need to take this entire budget of 250,000 and we need to put it just on Michael Jordan. And he believed so fully, but there were so many people telling him not to believe. There were so many people telling him that he was stupid to do that, that he shouldn't do that. Phil Knight tried to get him to give up on it so many times, but he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And he finally got Phil Knight to believe. And he finally, I mean, I'm not going to tell you, well, we all know the end of the movie, but he never gave up belief. It was such an amazing message that I took away from that because he didn't let what anybody was telling him 
deter him from his strong belief that Michael Jordan was going to be the greatest basketball player of all time and that it was going to pay off. He basically said to everybody, like, listen, if I'm wrong, my whole job is gone. Everybody's jobs here is gone or uh, are gone because he was betting everything on this. They bet the entire basketball budget on this guy being good. And then it got even deeper. And then this is the other message, the other lesson that I learned from this movie. He went to Michael Jordan's house when none of the other Adidas was trying to get him and Converse was trying to get him and nobody really went the extra mile. And Sonny went the extra mile. He got in a car and he drove to the house and he had a conversation with Michael Jordan's mother. And he got Michael Jordan's mother to believe in his vision. So Michael Jordan's mother like forced Michael Jordan to go and hear Nike out. But Michael Jordan did not want to sign with Nike. He didn't want to. He was like not, he wanted the cooler brand at the time, which was Adidas. But he went to Nike and then what they decided with the negotiation, his mother was so smart. So at that time, athletes never got a percentage. Now Michael Jordan gets a percentage of every single Air Jordan shoe sold. But the reason that that happened was because of this moment, was because his mother knew that she knew she was just smart. She was like, my son needs to get a percentage of every shoe sold if you're going to put his name on that shoe. But at the time, the only deals that were being made with athletes was they paid them 250 grand a year or 300 grand a year or 100 grand a year to represent the brand. And that was it. And they got that money. And that's great. And that's the end. Michael Jordan's mom changed the game. She changed the game. When she negotiated this deal, she knew that she had leverage. She knew she had it. And she was like, I'm going to set up my son for the rest of his life. And she made a deal that now Michael Jordan, I didn't even know this, makes $400 million a year from his Air Jordan shoe selling still to this day. Unbelievable. And it was because his mom made that deal. She said, Michael will sign with you, but here's what we want. We don't just want $250,000 a year. Uh, He wants a percentage of every single shoe sold for the rest of his life. Oh my God, you guys think long game, think long game. So many people are very obsessed with like, okay, yeah, I'll take like what I can get, like the 250 now, right? Like I'll just, that's good. That's good. That sounds good to me now. But because she was thinking long game and she was thinking her son and she believed, again, it goes back to belief. She believed and knew. She's like, my son's going to win championships. He's going to be the MVP. I believe in him. I know that this is going to work out. I know. And she had that leverage. She believed so deeply and she's like, Every single shoe sold with my son's name on it, he's going to get a percentage for the rest of his life. And that was the smartest thing that she ever did. I mean, he would have been successful anyway, but $400 million a year just because they made that deal in the beginning. Wow. So think bigger, entrepreneurs. Think bigger. Think long-term. Think long game. And also don't give up belief. If you believe in something, go for it. If you believe Don't look right and left at other people doing different things and start to lose belief in what you believe in. Stay true to your heart. You have that belief inside of you for a reason, but it starts to get tarnished when you start to compare yourself to other people. That's what happens. They didn't have social media back then. So, but they did have TV and they did have mainstream media and they could have been looking at all the other players that were doing whatever X, Y, Z. No, Sonny stayed believing Michael Jordan's going to be the greatest of all time. I don't care what you say. I see something in him. I understand. I know he is the great. He's going to be the greatest of all time. He believed. And there was so much riding on it. There were so many things that could have told him, you're an idiot. Don't bet on this guy. All he had to do was blow out his knee and, and, and then Nike would be done for. They spent their whole budget on him. But he believed. He believed. It was so good, you guys. Go watch it. Biggest time management productivity takeaway. This is something that 
I think is different, a different perspective than many people have when it comes to time management. But I'm going to share it with you. I get a lot done. But more importantly, I get the most important things done. So I think that many, 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 many of us, and I used to do this, and the only reason why I can share this with you is because this used to be my reality. And sometimes I still slip into it, but it really used to be my reality. And you guys know I will never, ever share something that isn't my experience. My, like I won't share with you something that like I heard on the internet. I'm only going to give you advice if I've personally experienced it. And I used to do the thing where I would give myself a bunch of busy tasks, like tasks that didn't really move the needle. They weren't really guiding me towards my North Star. They weren't really guiding me towards the thing that I really wanted. They were like stupid little tasks that made me feel like I was busy. Or I'd fill my calendar with things that I didn't necessarily really have to do, but I filled my calendar with them to make it so that I was so busy that I couldn't do things that scared me. So things that really move the needle, things that like I knew that I needed to do, but I kept putting them off and I had a great excuse to put them off because I was so busy doing the other things. Let me give you an example of some of those other things. Those other things are going to the grocery store, doing laundry. Do those things, I'm going to be real now. So, okay, listen, my, this is for people that have businesses that are entrepreneurs, business owners, or people that have a job that they, you know, I want you to think about what your time is worth. What is your time worth? Think about the dollar amount that your time is worth, it's all different for all different people. But my time is worth an X amount of dollars. Now, if I take an hour of my time, let's say my time is worth $10 an hour. It's not, but let's give that example. And every single hour that goes by that I'm not working, I'm losing $10. So if I'm putting my time and my energy into going to the grocery store or doing laundry or clean, like cleaning or things that don't necessarily move my business forward, then I'm wasting money. Time is money. It's the exact same thing. So here's the thing that I think many people don't know how to manage their time is because they sit around saying that they're so overwhelmed and they have no time on their calendar, but then they look at their calendar. I'll be like, open up your calendar. Let me see what you're prioritizing and what you're spending the most time on. People are like, well, I I have to take my dog out and then I have to go to the grocery store and then I have to cook a meal and then I have to go doing all these things. If you spent a little bit less than what your time is worth to hire that out and get somebody else to do that task for you. FYI, now you can order groceries. You can get your meals delivered to you. You can have somebody do your laundry. Now you may be saying, Jen, I can't afford that, but you can't afford not to if you're spending your time, which is also money doing that task. So let's say you weren't doing that task and you hired somebody. Let's say I hired somebody for $5 an hour. This is not real money. This is just making up for $5 an hour to do my laundry. But I saved that hour of time doing laundry and I took my time that's worth $10 an hour and I went and I did something else and I created something else that maybe actually created $20 an hour for me. Then that person doing my laundry was definitely paid for. So I think that people don't manage their time because they don't understand what their time is worth and they prioritize the wrong things because maybe they have some fear about doing the things that really move the needle. You know, like I used to say, oh, I have to go to the grocery store because it would give me a whole two hours that I could put off doing things that I was scared to do. So if you're really serious about getting to what you want and creating what you want in your life and being successful in business, I want you to make sure that the majority of your time you're spending on things that actually move the needle in your business. If cooking moves the needle in your business, then you can carve out time. If cooking is something that you enjoy and it relieves stress in your life and you love it and it it helps you to recover and it helps you to be smarter the next day, then I would incorporate it into your day because it's a form of recovery and that's wonderful. But then I would really look at 
Okay, so I love to cook, so I'm going to put this for an hour every single night, but do I really need to then watch Netflix as well? It's looking at your calendar and understanding that the majority of the things that you're doing each day need to actually move the needle. So have you ever heard of the term, eat that frog, do the biggest task first? I try to do that. So what I specifically do to manage my time and make sure that I'm doing the most important things and spending my time in the most valuable way is I'll look at what I have going on, uh, usually at night, the night before. So my morning starts the night before and I'll say, okay, what are my top priorities for tomorrow to get the things done that I need need to do? And then I'll set three commitments for each day. Very simple, three. That'll move me closer towards the thing that I need to accomplish or towards the bigger goal. So three commitments that I'm gonna stick to no matter what and I stick to my commitments. And for you guys, I want you to get into the practice and the habit of setting commitments and sticking to them because the more that you set commitments and stick to them, the more your brain is gonna understand that you can trust yourself to follow through when things get hard. The more you stick to the commitments you make with yourself, the more confident you become because confidence is simply self-trust. So I set three commitments for myself and usually one of them is eating that frog. So doing the hardest, stickiest, yuckiest task that I need to do first. So that like eat the frog, like do the hardest thing first. So let's say I need to submit my my manuscript to the publisher. It's due tomorrow. Oh my God, the whole, the edits are due tomorrow. Then I'm going to wake up and after I've done my morning routine, the very first task I'm going to do is I'm going to shut everything down and I'm going to make sure that there's an hour dedicated of my time to solidifying that manuscript and sending it off to the publisher. Instead of thinking, oh, well, I also have to go to the grocery store. I also have to do laundry or I also have to, oh, I have to post on social media. It's like, what is the most important task? Do that first so that you've already gotten the hardest things done at the beginning of the day. And then make sure that the things that move the needle in your business are the things that you're spending the most time on during your day. You can't manage time. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. You can't actually change the fact that, like, you can't manipulate time. We all have 60 minutes. You can change how you use your time. Time's going to keep going no matter what. How do you utilize that time? And what are you doing during that time that you have? I've got 60 minutes and you've got 60 minutes, okay? Are you gonna spend that 60 minutes putzing around, take walking the dog, doing the laundry, and then your 60 minutes went by and then you only have 23 hours left in your day? But then I spent that 60 minutes getting all of my eat that frog stuff, like the hardest tasks out of the way. But I think the biggest problem that I see is that people put a lot of busy work and they put a lot of things on their calendar that aren't necessary and they don't really move the needle. I'm inviting you all to look at your calendar and see what you spend the most time doing. And then I want you to ask yourself, is the stuff that I'm spending the most time doing actually geared towards my North Star, the thing that I wanna create? If you wanna create a podcast, how many hours a day are you spending on your podcast? If it's zero, then you need to go reevaluate. If you're saying, I wanna write a book, one day I'll write a book when I have time. Okay, well, what are the hours during the day that you're doing something that doesn't move you forward towards writing that book? That, that you wouldn't pay yourself that much money to do. Then spend that time writing the book or you're always gonna be that person that says, one day I'm gonna write a book. This is tough love, but this is real. And you know what? I'm telling you this as I tell myself this because I slip into it too sometimes. But it's really important like when it comes to like self-care and recovery, like I said, if you love to cook or you love to watch a show, keep that in your calendar. That's a priority. You wanna prioritize that for sure because that's a big part of success and fulfillment in life is being, being able to zone out and being able to not have to be thinking all the time because that helps your brain recover so that you can do it the next day. So I actually carve out my recovery time each day. Like I know at the end of the day, Chris and I are gonna watch a show. I know that. I know in the middle of the day, I'm gonna take a walk, I'm gonna put my headphones in, I'm gonna listen to a podcast. I know in the 
morning, I carved out time to do a workout. All of those recovery things are in the calendar, but they're in the calendar specifically and strategically because they also do move the needle in my life and my business because they help me to recover and they help me to be to love what I do because I can come back stronger and more focused and better than ever. I really went long on that question, but I hope you liked the answer. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.